It is truly wonderful to be with you in worship this morning. Inspired by my recent pilgrimage across northern Spain, I am grateful for this opportunity to reflect on the practice of journeying. Thank you, Joanne, for your kind invitation. Please join me now in a word of prayer. Good and gracious God, we give you thanks for the word of God, your word, made known in sacred scripture and revealed perfectly in the life and journey of Christ Jesus our Lord. And now, O God, may the words of my mouth and the whisperings of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. The scriptures are filled with journey stories. From Eve and Adam's walks with God in the cool of the evening to the disciples' walk with the resurrected Christ on the way to Emmaus. So many stories, so many journeys. All of these numerous occasions of walking, of journeying, are part of the human experience with God. One of the first journey stories recorded in the Hebrew scriptures is the one we heard from Genesis this morning. Abram and Sarai are called by God to leave their homeland, never to return, and to journey to an unknown and distant land. In their great pilgrimage across the landscape of Mesopotamia, they face numerous trials, learn many things, and discover the mysterious presence of God in the vast desert. The experience transforms them, so much so that in the land of Canaan, God gives them new identities and new names, Abraham and Sarah. And their call to journey does not end there. It reaches forward into the future with God's promise of descendants as many as there are stars in the sky or grains of sand along the seashore. Just as Abram and Sarai were called by God to journey to an unknown and distant land, I believe that the faith practice of journeying begins with a call from God. When you and I first heard Jesus call our name and say, Follow me, and we followed, we set our hearts and our feet on a lifelong journey of faith. We became pilgrims on a sacred journey, travelers on the road with Jesus. Pilgrimage has been defined as a journey in search of spiritual well-being. I would define pilgrimage as a sacred journey, a journey embarked upon with the intention of drawing nearer to the divine, and being transformed by that encounter. That was my intent and my hope on my Camino. Walking 12 or more miles a day over the course of two weeks was physically challenging and thoroughly exhausting at times. Yet this was counterbalanced with a sense of spiritual exhilaration 
Immersed in the wonder and beauty of creation, removed from the 24-7 news cycle, removed from the distractions of modern life, and walking in silence for hours at a time, every step on my Camino pilgrimage was an opportunity to attune my heart and my spirit to God. I was on a sacred journey. And this was confirmed for me at the very start of my Camino. On that first morning of our Camino, <clears throat> began with a walk in the foothills of the Pyrenees. But as we moved into the morning from our lodging, we were greeted by the mountains and the foothills blanketed in cold, misty fog. And it was also very windy. As we entered the brick walkway of the village of St. jean Pied de port and placed our feet on the bronze scallop shell that marks the start of one's Camino, it began to rain. I said out loud to my walking companion and to God, Seriously? <laughs> it's my go-to expression of complaint. I was already anxious about whether I had the stamina and fortitude to walk over the Pyrenees. Now with these weather conditions, I was fearful that the ascent and descent would be even more difficult. So to quiet my racing heart and anxious mind, I prayerfully paused and said to myself, Breathe, Sue. In that brief moment, I remembered the beginnings of my faith journey. Raising my arms to the heavens, I welcomed the rain, and I surrendered to the wind, whispering to myself, I am baptized, I am baptized, I am spirit-blessed. This was my walking mantra in the wind and in the rain that first day. And all along the Camino Walk, every time we entered a small village church or a city cathedral to rest and to pray, I was drawn to the baptismal font. There I dipped my hand in the water and marked my forehead with the sign of the cross, affirming my faith in the one who is the way, the truth, and the life, and whose way I follow. The phrase El Camino is translated as the way. In the book of Acts, we learn that the very first Christians didn't call their new faith Christianity. Rather, they called it the way. They also didn't call themselves Christians, but rather followers of the way. There is much we can learn from Jesus then about the practice of journeying in his The Greatest of Journey Stories. The Gospel makes clear that in his sacred journey, Jesus had a destination in mind. Jesus is headed for Jerusalem. He is going to his death on a cross. Yet Jesus isn't in a hurry. There is more to his journey than just making great time and getting to Jerusalem. Jesus never let the destiny that awaited him in Jerusalem keep him from being present in the moment 
to the people he met. All along his pilgrim journey, Jesus took every opportunity presented to him to preach, to teach, to comfort, to heal, to welcome, to bless, and to assure the people all along the way that they were beautiful and loved by God. My Camino walk was not about the destination of Santiago. It was about the journeying, about being deliberately attentive to the present moment, to each step along the way, touching new and holy ground with each eager footfall, my eyes and my heart were open to all that God God wanted to reveal to me. And more often than not, it was beauty. Beauty was everywhere. In the strata of misty mountains, cathedral spires praising the skies, winding rivers and medieval bridges waiting to be crossed, cows and their cowbells clanging in lush meadows, pathways lined with eucalyptus, birch, and fir trees, fields of corn and sunflowers ready for harvest, lit prayer candles in the stone-carved churches, the hand of priests who offered me the sustenance of bread and wine at pilgrim masses, and beauty in the villagers who practiced the art of spirituality and hospitality, and beauty in the faces of pilgrims I met from all around the world. As much as the practice of journeying is about being in the now of the present moment, it is about the walking, and more walking, and more walking. Did you notice in the bulletin cover, in that bulletin cover art, the winding pathway in the background? From Nazareth to the River Jordan and into the Judean wilderness, Jesus walked. All around the region of Galilee, Bethany, Canaan, Capernaum, and all along the shores of the Sea of Galilee, Jesus walked. Through the territory of Samaria and the region of the Gerasenes, Jesus walked. Passing through Jericho and then Bethany to reach Jerusalem, Jesus walked. A few times in the Gospels, we read of Jesus stepping away, of withdrawing from the demands of his ministry to be alone with God, in the silence and in the stillness to pray. Knowing how on the Camino there are long stretches of quiet and stillness and lots of space between pilgrims, my sense is that there were moments of silence in these long walks of Jesus as well. My sense is that in the rhythm of his physical walking in the world, that silence opened up to Jesus an inner, interior world. And and as he moved his body through space and time in these silent, meditative moments, Jesus communed with God. The faith practice of journeying is about the walking, moving our bodies slowly and prayerfully through physical space, 
When we do so, amazingly, our hearts and minds open to the vastness of the spiritual space within us. It is on this interior road that our spirits stride more wondrously with God. Whether as short as a labyrinth walk or a walk around one's neighborhood or as long as a pilgrimage, prayerful, meditative walking cultivates a wakeful awareness of God's spirit in the world around us and in us. On the Camino, the rhythm of walking in the physical world opened up to me an inner world of song and prayer. It didn't come easily. On the Pyrenees, as the path kept winding upward and onward, it was difficult to find my stride, to keep putting one foot in front of the other. At some point, the Spirit of God blessed me with the melody and cadence of a song. It began with one verse, then a few days later, a second verse, then later a fourth, a third, and a fourth verse. As we neared Santiago, a chorus came to heart and mind. Let me share a couple verses with you and imagine that I have trekking poles in my hand, and I'm swinging my arms, propelling myself forward. I am strong, I am strong in the Lord, I am strong. I am strong in the Lord, I am strong. I am strong in the Lord, I am strong, I am strong in the Lord. Onward and higher in the Lord, my God is my sure and certain strength. My God is my sure and certain strength. My God is my sure and certain strength. My God, my God, my strength. Ultraya etsuseya, ultraya etsuseya, ultraya etsuseya, onward and higher in the Lord. This, my walking song, strengthened me when my feet and legs were sore and weary. It also strengthened my inner being because I was communing with God. With my spirit finding its own rhythmic stride, I drew nearer to the lover of my soul. With the song often playing in the background of my interior thoughts, My body and my spirit joyfully welcomed each coming day with a sense of adventure. On this day, a day we call Palm Sunday, Jesus has drawn near to his destination. The last leg of his journey will be played out in the countryside between Jerusalem and Bethlehem, in the streets and temple of Jerusalem and finally on a hill outside the walls of Jerusalem. At this moment in his journey before he enters the gates of Jerusalem, he is given a little respite from all his walking. Jesus enters Jerusalem astride a donkey, a female nursing donkey, it would seem, with a little colt trotting alongside. The prophet Zechariah foretold that the Messiah would ride on a colt, the foal of a donkey. 
So Jesus enters Jerusalem, not as a mighty warrior, but as a humble, nonviolent, peace-giving king. Those in the large crowd that momentous day may not have noticed the demeanor of Jesus as they lined the road or walked in front of him or behind him. They were intent on spreading their cloaks and branches on the road and shouting their blessings and praise. In contrast to the whirl and frenzy of the crowd, Jesus appears to me to be calm and serene, having humbly surrendered his destiny to God in the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus' outward appearance reflects a deep inner peace. And I don't believe this inner peace, this trust in God, was a given from the start. I believe it was nurtured all along his sacred journey, in his interior journey with God, from the River Jordan to this very moment in time in Jerusalem. You see, along with the steady rhythm of walking, it is the silence and inner solitude of journeying that helps foster inner peace in our hearts and inner peace in our souls, the peace that we desire, that helps us walk humbly with God. Silence and solitude on the Camino gave me time to to reflect on my life, to reflect on my faith and my ministry and my relationships. And as a result, mostly prayer and contemplation enveloped my day. Pilgrims are encouraged to bring with them from home a small stone, the geography of the place where they live, and to carry that stone in their pocket. And at somewhere along the Camino, one is encouraged to leave the stone somewhere, perhaps on a pillar marker, an altar at the base of a cross. The stone symbolizes the prayer offered for someone, and the offering of the stones marks the surrendering of that someone to God's care and keeping. I carried two stone hearts in my pocket, as well as a small, single earring that belonged to my mother, and that I carried in her memory. The third anniversary of my mom's death would fall on the sixth day of my Camino journey. When that day came, I couldn't part, though, with that little tiny earring. Several days later, we took a moment to rest in a small stone, beautiful sculpture, sorry, a small stone carved church in a hillside village. On a small altar stood a beautiful sculpture of Mother Mary with a child in her arms and surrounded by numerous vases filled with pink roses. Roses were my mother's favorite flowers. I felt drawn to the altar, and with a whispered prayer of gratitude for my mom, I dropped the earring into one of the vases, and I heard a little clunk. 
By the way, those were plastic flowers, artificial flowers, which meant that those flowers would be there a long time, and my mother's little earring would be there for a long time as well. But once I dropped the earring into one of the vases, gentle healing tears began to flow, and an inner peace flooded my soul. I felt at that point that I'd really said farewell to my mom. And I continued on my Camino journey a little lighter on my feet, with my heart a little more healed. Dear friends, fellow travelers on the road with Jesus, I would commend to you the practice of journeying. You need not set off on a pilgrimage to the Cathedral de Santiago de Compostela or any number of sacred destinations in the world. To adopt the practice of journeying, one can simply step outside and go for an intentional, meditative walk. What matters isn't the destination, but the journey. The natural movement of walking cultivates a wakeful presence to God all around us and within us. It opens up the interior road to God. As you undertake the practice of journeying, know that God will come to you in the silence And in time, God will bring to you what you need. Hope, healing, strength, courage, peace, and more. As we continue on our sacred journey with Jesus into this holy week, I would like to share with you what's called a pilgrim's prayer. My walking partner and I prayed it every morning before we would step foot on the Camino. Please join your hearts with me in prayer. Gracious God, guardian and lover of our souls, be our companion on the way this day. Be our strength and our comfort. Be our help that we may arrive safely to our lodging at this day's end. As we humbly walk with you, deepen our relationship with you, your creation, with those we love and all we meet on the way. Strengthen your love within us that we may be a channel of your peace, an instrument of your justice and your grace this day and all our days. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, who himself is the way. Amen.